Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate y'all joining me as always. Appreciate those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others. I'm very grateful for that, and it helps the podcast grow. So thank y'all so much. Hope y'all get something out of it. Hope our country it helps our country just a little bit, and I will try and use your time wisely. I'm going to go for one of our little walks today. Both puppy dogs have decided to come out. We'll see how long they stay. Uh, we are in the third day of our series. You know, and I was thinking about this, I really probably misnamed this series, although it's so closely tied together, it really fits either way. Named it the Irreconcilable Divide, and that's certainly true, but we got another series coming up that that might have been a better name for. Uh, While this is probably more, the dogs just found a chicken off in the trees and disturbed their rest, and they're not impressed. At any rate, uh, uh, we'll keep going. I heard something today, folks, that I want to pass on to you all. Just a passing conversation between two other people uh, talking about how they learned. And one of the women made the comment that they were both talking about listening to podcasts and how much they enjoyed it. And one of them made the comment about, you know, I really learn best, though, when I have it in front of me. And. And I'm like that a lot. I I have to take a lot of notes when I'm reading or otherwise it just it just goes away. Uh, And often that means that I'm writing in the books, which always amuses my girls. But if that's true for you folks, if you're more of a you need that book in front of you, I really can't recommend uh, these the Founders Bible and the Patriots Bible and the American Encyclopedia of God and Country quotes. All three of those books are phenomenal resources. It gives you, you know, dates. And, and in the case of the American the Encyclopedia and the Founder's Bible, phenomenal uh, bibliography where you can go and actually look up the, the sources. And then even the Patriot's Bible is, is dated so well that you can often find those sources even without the bibliography. So if you're like that, I just throw that out there. So we'll get going today, and we're going to go back to Reverend Fonce's little bit for patriotism that he wrote for the children's book back in the turn of the century. I think it was written before that, but that's the book that I pulled it out of. And we're going to talk about the second thing for which our country stands today. So... The second thing for which our country stands is this, education and enlightenment. Every June, I go back to my alma mater in the city of Providence and take my stand in the old college procession, marching down the hill to the strains of the old commencement march, heard in only one city of the world and on only one day in the year. And then we walk up into this quaint old church facing a tablet containing this quaint and venerable inscription. 
This meeting house was built for the worship of God and to hold commencements in. That is the way our fathers put church and school together. When they built a church, it was for college to hold its commencements in. When they built a college, there was always a place for the church in it. But we cannot all of us go to college, and therefore we make the college come to us. Knowledge is not hidden away in any obscure corners, but is accessible today to every boy and every young man who wants it. If you are ignorant, it is because you want to be ignorant. For in America, knowledge is for everybody. All around us are free public schools. All around us are our free libraries, constantly growing greater. Around us are free courses of lectures and concerts, where what one man knows is spread at the service of thousands. Around us are great institutions, like the Cooper Union and Pratt Institute, to give knowledge to all who want it. Now, to believe in knowledge, to believe that it is not for the few, but for everybody, to believe that education is for all the people, and to try and give it to all the people, that is to love our country. So, the first thing, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, I think the author here might have got these a little out of order, in my opinion, but they're so closely tied together, all three things, and we'll talk about the last one tomorrow, uh, that it, the order really is kind of irrelevant uh, to a certain degree. So he's talking about education today and saying, and this is so important, and this ties in again to a series we're going to do on Churchill a few weeks down the road. You know, if you're ignorant today, and this is, this is a question I've talked about with my father and a few other men that I've that I really value their opinion on quite often. Um, my wife and I have talked about it often. I've talked to others uh, too about it. When you continue, at, at what point does someone making a wrong decision continually become about ignorance? And at what point does it cross over that line and become willful malevolence? And And that may or may not be our decision to make. Uh, it might be good to know, you know, the Marine Corps always talked about knowing your enemy. But the point is this, if, if you have an alcoholic, for example, and they continue to be a violent or abusive alcoholic or just an alcoholic that spends all the family's money or, or endangers other people or whatever it is, and you, you go to them and you pick them up and you try and help them and you talk to them and you, you know, you help again and again and again. At some point, if you really care for that person, you've got to let them pick themselves up on their own and find their own way home from the bar. Now, this is true in marriages that are, uh, as the New Testament talks about, unequally yoked. Uh, you know, at some point, you, you can't carry a spouse forever. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to figure it out on their own. And in a country where we have citizens that stand for those very noble values based on the principles of Christ, and citizens that continually, for whatever reason, choose to go against them, at, at some point, folks, you, can, you can't coexist anymore past a certain point. And And what he's talking about here as far as education, you know, there is no excuse today 
to be ignorant of what's going on in our culture, what's going on in the world even, uh, what the history of our country is, except for, I'll make this, this one exception, and that is that we have we have so torn down the system of public education, free public education, right? And, and so disfigured it and twisted it that there are literally millions of young people today growing up that have completely erroneous ideas about the heritage of our country, what the values of our country are, what our country stands for, right? Which is the main reason that we do this podcast. And so, you know, you've got to give a lot of slack to these young kids growing up today. And this has really been true for decades, folks, including my own generation. We don't have a public education system anymore that really teaches kids the true heritage, history, founding values, principles of our country. Uh, and, and there's a lot of other problems. We talk about it some. We're going to hit it again. I mean, there's... I was talking with a teacher recently and made the comment that they readily agreed to. Uh, and this this kind of proves another point, folks. If you're talking about education, there's a lot of good educators and administrators out there. But they're in a system that's really got their hands bound. And we have voted for this system over and over again. We've encouraged it. But uh, made the comment to this teacher that uh, we've taken public school and, and every decision that we should make, we've basically made said, well, we're going to make the opposite decision. And, and they laughed and it was kind of a sad laugh and, and said, yeah, yeah, we really have. And so if you've got a teacher or an administrator or a counselor that you, you trust, you know, outside of whatever your profession is, but you know them, talk to them. Listen to them. See how bad this is, folks, because it's 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 horrible. And 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 we'll come back and hit that more later on. So what I wanted to do is I I wanted to read some quotes about education and enlightenment and and look at where we started and where we ought to be, because it gives an idea. You know, if you're going to love your country, this idea of education and enlightenment that uh all men are created equal and that all men have access to education, which, which is true today. We've just, we've messed it up really bad. So Noah Webster, who we talk about so often, the schoolmaster to America, any system of education, which limits instruction to the arts and sciences and rejects the aids of religion and forming the characters of citizens is essentially defective. In my view, the Christian religion is the most important and one of the first things in which all children under a free government ought to be instructed. No truth is more evident to my mind than that the Christian religion must be the basis of any government intended to secure the rights and privileges of a free people. So Font's talking about the second pillar here in love of country being education and enlightenment. And Webster, who is considered the, the schoolmaster to America, one of our most important, particularly for education, founding fathers of that generation, saying you've got to have Christianity as the basis for any education if you're going to secure 
the rights and privileges of a free people. How far have we gone from that, folks? How far off base? And, and you can't claim to love America. This is where we get to the irreconcilable divide. You cannot claim to love America and at the same time reject free public education being based on God and the Bible and Jesus Christ. It just, you just can't. It's impossible. And that's where we're come to. And that's why it's so fascinating to see some of these laws like this, in particular, this law in Arizona this summer. I'm a huge proponent of public education. You know, Fonts talking here about how no, no American, no man had a right to be ignorant uh, unless they chose to be ignorant in America back at the turn of the 20th century. Was because in a large part of these these institutions, these institutions that were paid with taxpayer money, but but they have to strengthen the pillars of the country. They can't weaken them. And and so, well, we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, Noah Webster again. Uh, he died in 1843, and the publishers of his 1845 speller, which obviously must have been published uh, posthumously, summarized his influence on American education. Webster, the schoolmaster of our republic, has left us a standard of the English language which will guide all successive ages. He grew up with his country, and he molded the intellectual character of her people. Not a man has sprung from her soil on whom he has not laid his all-forming hand. His principles of language have tinged every sentence that is now or will ever be uttered by an American tongue. Only two men have stood on the new world whose fame is sure to last, Columbus, its discoverer, and Washington, its savior. Webster is and will be its great teacher, and these three make our trinity of fame. Uh, there's uh, his school books still used um, after his death. A lot of them had a picture of Webster. This is coming out of the Founder's Bible, for those of y'all interested. And uh, epigraph above the picture saying, Noah Webster, who taught millions to read but not one to sin. Uh, public school textbooks, Webster told some of his students or told his students via his textbooks, I would commend to you at this early period of life to become well acquainted with the scriptures and with the facts and arguments which support their authenticity sorry, and their divine origin. Nothing is more common than for young men to fall into skepticism merely for want of a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. It is the sincere desire of the writer that our citizens should early understand that the genuine source of correct Republican principles is in the Bible, particularly the New Testament or the Christian religion. Two huge points, folks. I can't overemphasize them. We could stop here and talk for a long time. One, uh, he's saying the skepticism of people falling away from faith is so often for lack of knowledge. And this goes back to what I harp on all the time, folks. It's just so imperative today. You know, we spend hours watching sports, hours on our phones, on our screens, watching TV, hours playing golf, uh, going shopping, hanging out with our girlfriends or hanging out with the guys for a weekend, playing golf or hunting or whatever it is. We spend all this time. We spend hardly any time on our faith, if we're honest. 
as a society. Some of y'all may be exceptions, and that's wonderful. But as a society, we, we so spend so little time with God and so little time on our marriages, and then we can't figure out why they're crumbling, why our country's crumbling. And Webster here is saying, look, you, you've got to know early on education. We have to educate our children on the principles of the Bible before. And this goes back to his earlier quote. You know, it's great to have arts and science, you know, art, music, poetry, literature, all these things. But if we don't have the Bible and Christ interwoven in each of these subjects, then then we're, we're undermining our, our republic. We're destroying it. And it's so simple, folks. It's not hard. English, easy to incorporate. We have great literature, wonderful literature throughout the history of our country that weaves in the tale of Jesus Christ in the Bible. Uh, so English is not an issue. The core subject you're talking about, science is not an issue. We talk about uh, occasionally here on this podcast, and we're starting to talk more. Scientists who had an incredibly strong faith. You talk about Morse. You talk about uh, Carver. You talk about... I, can't pull any right now at the top, but those two and, and many, many others, you know, strong faith. So science is simple. History is incredibly simple. This podcast rests on that. We talk about it every single day. We've done it for over a year now. We'll continue to do it. So simple to look at the history of our country and weave God and Jesus Christ into that education. The only one that I can think of at all that you might have a little trouble is math. And I'm certain that if you had somebody that knew more about math and its history than I do, it would be simple to weave that into teaching as well, to weave the, the truth of God and Jesus Christ. So when we're going to have these public institutions of education, we've got to, to do that, folks. And 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 the, I just I can't I don't even know how this fits right here, folks, but I cannot harp on this enough. The school year is too long. The school day is too long. We're keeping kids, the majority of kids in school too long. They don't have to be there and could be going out getting technical vocational skills. We're just, somebody out on the highway decided to honk. We're just, and we're not, we're not teaching the things that they need to have taught. And we're just teaching too long those things that they don't need. Uh, real quickly, because I don't have a lot of time left, New England Primer, you know, it was the first textbook, maybe the first, no, the Bible, I think, was the first book printed in the colonies. It was used for over two centuries and taught kids their their basic reading for over two centuries. And they had the alphabet in it, and we've talked about this briefly, but each letter had an a, a associated sentence, right, like A... A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother from Proverbs. Uh, C, come unto Christ, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. M, Moses, was he who Israel's host led through the sea, Exodus 14:21. So every letter, they had a little comment that went with it. And this was used for over two centuries, folks. This is how our founders grew up. This is how it was uh, written, I think, in 1690. This is how so many learned to read. And they did what Webster talked about. They started with the Bible. And and that's such a huge part of love of our country, like uh, Reverend Fultz talks about in this, what we're reading. The last one, uh, Fisher Ames, 
We have a dangerous trend beginning to take place in our education. We're starting to put more and more textbooks into our schools. We've become accustomed of late to putting little books into the hands of children containing fables and moral lessons. We are spending less time in the classroom on the Bible, which should be the principal text of our schools. The Bible states these great moral lessons better than any other man-made book. And, oh, by the way, uh, Fisher Ames wrote the, gave the final wording of the First Amendment. So I've crammed in as much as I can here, folks. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. I got to leave y'all now. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.